0: Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you will be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! I want to teach us on how to deal with disappointments because when we don't deal with disappointments, it festers uh, and, and, and and becomes something worse. You know, the discouragement comes up from it, depression can even come out from it, and ultimately doubt, you know, and not just doubting, you know, or being you know, like like having all faith shaken, but but totally doubt, disconnected and defeated, totally giving up. And I don't want anyone to give up. And that's why I want us to be smart and be led by the Holy Spirit in tackling disappointments. You know, I wrote here that that disappointments are caused by mismatched expectations. Another way to describe disappointments is this phrase, this is not what I pictured. Amen. You know, think of all the times you've been disappointed. Let's start with the, the, the simplest and the most harmless disappointments. You know, like if you go to a restaurant and you open up a menu and you saw the menu and you saw how, I don't know, maybe the, the fried noodles or the how the cheeseburger looked like. You know, I, I have this issue with McDonald's all the time. You know, when I look at the picture of the Big Mac or, or whatever burger it is, I go like, wow, that looks so good. But many times when the food comes in the little bag, you know, I open up and uh, you know it was like a deconstructed burger. You know, like like the patties out of place. You know, the sauces is, is is you know messy. It spilled out. It looked nothing like what was pictured, and that's what disappointments is, you know, it's a mismatched expectation, it is something that has happened, but not as we pictured it to be, and in life, you know, we go through all sorts of disappointments, you know, small, like like, like being disappointed with your Big Mac, going to McDonald's, or even bigger disappointments, like maybe, you know, having your wedding plans affected, you know, I definitely know of a couple in church, by the way, congratulations, Jason and Angela, uh, the newly, you know, solemnized uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Howe, uh, you know, congratulations, you just had your wedding, your beautiful, simple ceremony, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, it was not what you pictured, uh, but but, uh, but God's presence was there, and congratulations. And And so, in life, similarly, we can have big disappointments, you know, I'm sure nobody pictured 2020 to be the way it is. Nobody pictured that we would be in quarantine and lockdown all the way until July. Nobody pictured, you know, especially students that are graduating and my heart goes out to you. You know, we've been chatting with some of them and and, and none of them pictured that they would not have a graduation ceremony this year. None of them pictured that they would not have their graduation trip. You know, none of them pictured, you know, now moving on to something more serious that, you know, that, that no jobs will be uh, uh, opening. You know, not, not to say that no jobs are opening, but compared to before lockdown, it definitely feels like there are less opportunities. And, and, and it's, it's natural. It's natural to feel disappointed. And that's what I want us to get at. Disappointment is it's not a curse. It is, it is a fact of life. You know, uh, it, w- without disappointment, you know, it won't be life. And because, just because life has disappointments doesn't mean that life is not good and that God is not good. You know, disappointments, we all have different. Some of us, maybe you're disappointed uh, thinking that, man, I, 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 I should have gotten a job by now. Maybe some of us watching, we're still praying and believing God for a job. You know, maybe some of us, you know, you are, you just, you just, turn 30, you know, happy birthday for anyone who just turned turn 30, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, man, I, I, I thought I would be married by now, I thought I would, uh, know, not be single by now, or maybe some of us who are married are thinking, I, I thought I would have kids by now, you know, I thought I would have a credit card by now, I thought I would have a car by now, and, and in life, many times we have a certain expectation, and when those expectations are not met, you know, if, if, if a disappointment happens in our heart, and and, and di- disappointments are uh, usually the the opposite of grace, you know, in, in Christianity we call grace. Unmerited favor, you know, unwarranted or unmerited favor, which means that favor that God gives you even though you've done nothing to deserve it. And the way I look at disappointments, I call them, you know, undeserved misery or unmerited misery. You know, it's it's misery uh, that has entered your life uh, that you did nothing to invite. Amen. If you did something to invite a misery, that you won't be disappointed. It's just called cause and effect, duh, you know? If you, if you steal something, you get arrested, don't get disappointed, you know? We will be disappointed if you don't get arrested, you know, but you know what I'm saying. So, disappointments come uh, hard, uh, hits us hard, especially when we feel like many times we don't deserve it. Maybe you, some of us think that, man, I thought this condition, you know, this physical condition, it could be a sickness in your body. I thought I would be healed by now. You know, I thought I would be set free by now. I thought I would have had my financial breakthrough by now, my, my physical healing by now, my, my, my whatever, fill in the blank by now. And, and, and I just sense that, you know, whoever's watching this, you know, if you're not going through disappointment right now, you will eventually go through it one day and that's why it's so important for us to learn you know how to how to you know deal with it and not just deal with it heal from it and, and but before we heal to, to Before we can heal from disappointment, we we got to overcome disappointment. And before we overcome disappointment, we got to learn to understand, you know, what disappointments are and and why is it that they happen. Amen. And that, that brings me to my three points that I want to give us today. I've got three points that will help us to understand disappointments that will help us to overcome our disappointments, and that will help us to heal from our disappointments. And all of these three points also hit on personal disappointments, uh, material disappointments, you know, disappointments due to a uh, material lack, uh, and also, you know, disappointments uh, uh, that hit us hard in, in the physical realm. You know I'll explain as I go through them a bit by bit, and why is it important for us to understand uh, a disappointment because if we don't understand it, we can't overcome it. And if we can't overcome it, we can't heal from it. You know let me use this example. It's like if you're walking and then you trip and then you fall. you know I know you know that that pain is painful. But what do you think needs to happen first? Does healing need to happen first or do we need to pick ourselves up again? Yeah, but if we pick ourselves up again without realizing what was it that caused us to fall in the first place, then we might fall again. And so that's why I want us to understand disappointment and out of that understanding, we will be able to overcome it and out of that overcoming, we will be able to heal from it, amen? So point number one, If you're taking our notes, write this down. The first thing you got to know and the first thing you got to learn when dealing with disappointments is this, point number one, very important, you are not being punished. You're not being punished. Many times when we get hit by an unwarranted, unmerited, undeserved misery, uh, we can usually resort to thinking that, man, did I... Deserve this. Did I do something? Is this a uh, God punishing me? Uh, is this the universe punishing me? You know, however, you you you, you want to understand that. Of course, you know, there's no such thing as the universe punish- punishing you, you know. And definitely, God is not in the business of punishing uh, people. He is in the business of uh, giving you life and life to the full. And so the first thing you got to understand is you're not being punished. And this is so important because when we think that, that our disappointment is a result of something we have done, uh, we will take the wrong lesson away from it. And, and that's why in life, uh, you see people respond to disappointments in two ways. Uh, they either uh, internalize the hurt or they externalize the hurt. You know, if you don't understand, let me put it in this way. Some people uh, from a very young age, uh, because they are hit with disappointment, maybe, you know, it's it disappointments in, in their studies. Maybe they, 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 they study really hard, uh, hoping to score uh, an A, but they didn't get that A even though they worked really hard. And and they they in, in, in thinking that they need to punish themselves Um, usually you can aim for two things. You can either internalize it and and maybe tell yourself, man, I don't want to feel this sensation of feeling disappointed anymore or disappointing other people anymore, uh, but especially disappointing myself. And so I will aim to be an underachiever. And I've met people who, for some reason, underachieve, aim to underachieve so that they don't, disappoint themselves so that they don't hurt themselves, you know, they they, they aim low so that they won't experience the pain of not getting what they want, and so when it, it, it happens, you just go like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine, you know, I aim low anyway, and that's called internalizing, and that's wrong, or sometimes we get externalized too much and think that I want to be an overachiever. I gotta, I gotta show, I gotta prove to the people around me, external, around me, that I can do it, that I've got what it takes. And then you, 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 rush out for it. And I know some of you are thinking, well, there's nothing wrong with being an overachiever, but, but when you aim to overachieve, what your focus is on is it's to prove other people wrong and, and, and that's not healthy in the long run, you know? So, so if you don't understand disappointment, you think it's a, a punitive thing from God, then you will either aim low so that you don't experience it again or aim really high to compensate and prove the, the people around you wrong. Or the same, you know, uh, 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 internalizing you can uh, be hit by disappointment that you are so hard on yourself that you think that it's your fault, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not bold enough, you know, there's something wrong with you, you know, you, 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 you know, there's something wrong with your, I don't know, your, the, your appearance, uh, uh, your personality, and, and it can be painful, right, and it can lead to, like I said, disappointment can lead to depression and other things, and sometimes we focus too much internally, you know, as a result of disappointment and, and that leads to internal hurt. Uh, or we can also externalize the hate and start blaming everyone else except ourselves. And start going like you know what you know I'm so disappointed because you know my parents you know they were not there for me you know I'm so angry because I was not born in the right country I'm so angry because you know like whatever you know they it's it's this is I I I think I did wrong because the university's fault the school's fault my parents' fault my friends' fault you know everything the internet's fault everything other people and that's also wrong that's also unhealthy. And so the right lesson to take away is actually in the Word of God. And we got to learn from the Word of God. And, and 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 John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, verse 33. Learn from Jesus. Amen. You can never get it wrong by learning from Jesus. It says here, Jesus said, you know, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, In this world, you will have tribulation, suffering, hard times. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And and this is a real wake up call because some of us, you know, uh, we have the wrong theology to think that, oh, God loves me and he will never let any bad thing happen to me. And here you have Jesus saying, hey, I'm letting you know in advance so that you will have peace in this world. You will go through tough times in this world. You will be disappointed, you know. And, and what is te- why is Jesus teaching us? It's the fact that we live in a broken world filled with broken people. Imperfect people will never be able to meet all of our expectations. You know, those of you who are single or dating, let me tell you this advice, write it down. Getting married doesn't solve all your problems. Getting with someone doesn't solve all your problems. Money doesn't solve all your problems. You know, the peace is found in God. Let me read it again. These things, Jesus says, I've spoken to you that in me, it's not in somebody else. Sometimes our disappointments happen because it's it we put so much expectation on ourselves, and then we can never live up to our expectations, and we end up spiraling disappointment, 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 and eventually giving into doubt and just giving up. You know, or we can put so much expectation other people, externalizing it, uh, and still end up you know uh, not finding because if you were to Blame the world. The the blame never ends. And and so you got to understand that the key to overcoming disappointments and, and, and hard times is through peace in Jesus. Through peace in Jesus. It's not by blaming yourself that you overcome disappointments. It's not by being an underachiever. It's not by being an overachiever. It's not by internalizing or externalizing. It's about being in Jesus. And not just that, Jesus reminds us that in the world, this world that we're living in, you know, the Christian faith preaches about how God created the world, and it was good, it was perfect in the beginning, but man, by breaking God's rules, by breaking God's commandments, we broke the world. The world that we are living in is broken, not because of God, but because of us. The environment is broken because of us. And there is, you know, a, a pollution because of us. There is disease because of us. There is war because of us. There is poverty because of us. There is unrest because of us. Like I said, everyone is to be blamed because we live in a broken world. And and, and from that we begin to understand, you know what? You know, my... my Our theology, therefore, shouldn't be to pray against disappointment or to pray that God helps us to avoid disappointment, but to understand that disappointment is part and parcel. It's like breathing oxygen in the world. You cannot escape it. And so instead of running away from it or denying it or taking the wrong lesson away from it, let's learn to go to Jesus and go to, yep, this world will disappoint me. So don't put your hope in the world. Put your hope in Jesus. Understand that the world is broken and only by allowing Jesus to fix us, fix me, can the world be fixed as a result. Amen. When God created The planner, he gave man rule and dominion over it. And that's why, you know, when the leadership is broken, you know, look at every company, look at every country. If the leadership is corrupt, if the prime minister is corrupt, uh, if the CEO is corrupt, uh, the company suffers. Everyone from not just the executive to the person, the receptionist in the front door, Uh, To the dispatch person, everyone suffers. And, And that's why the world is so messed up. Not because God is evil, God is bad, but because mankind is bad. But the good news is this, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the answer. In Him, we can find peace. In Him is the solution to the world's brokenness. As more of us allow God to heal us, for God to remove the, 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 the pain of that disappointment, uh, to remove the wrong lessons from these disappointments, we become more balanced individuals, become more healed individuals. And, and therefore, the world, as a result, becomes a better place. Amen? So that's the, the point of one is this. You are not being punished. But instead, go to Jesus and allow Him to heal us allow Him to help us navigate, amen? And, and, and building upon that, let me bring you to point number two, right? Now that we tackle personal, personal disappointment, you know, so I pray that anyone here struggling with the scars, the trauma of personal disappointments, you allow God to heal it. Don't blame yourself, don't blame others, go to Jesus. But, but let's move on now from personal disappointments to material disappointments, and and in facing material disappointments and you, know, you got to understand that point number 2 you are not powerless material disappointments not having what we think we need you know we, if life is full, full of it and you know, some of us we 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 wish we maybe we're thinking man I with all my hard work I I adore should be Opening for me, you know, with all my savings, uh, I should be out of debt, but we are not. You know, some of us are thinking, man, with with all that I, you know, how I'm praying, how hard I'm praying, <laughs> you know, I, I I should be having a a life partner by now. You know, I shouldn't be single by now. I should have been getting that job by now. That car should be mine by now. This sickness should have left me by now. And, and, and many times in life, we are hurt by our disappointments because we look at other people and we look at what they have. And then we, we think that because we don't have, what other people have. I'm not just talking about non-Christians. I'm talking about anyone. It could even be in church. Sometimes, you know, you can look at, man, you know, that married couple in church, you know, like we, we just celebrate the couple that got married, you know, earlier this week. And, and myself and, and Pastor Cat, we just, you know, celebrate our eighth anniversary this week. And, and sometimes, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm so mindful that sometimes as I celebrate something, I, I hope that nobody is being hurt by this celebration, and, and but that's the thing with life and disappointments, we cannot help because we are broken people. We cannot help but compare, and as we compare, we we feel like what we have is not enough, and and this is why I want us to remind ourselves that that you are not powerless just because you don't have as much money as your friends, you are not powerless. Just because you don't have a life partner, you are not powerless. Just because you're still wrestling with a sickness, you are not powerless. Just because you're waiting for a breakthrough, you are not powerless. There's nothing wrong with you. And not only is there nothing wrong with you, not only are you not being punished, but God's power is in you. Let me give you some scriptures to help you understand. In Psalm chapter 34, verse 10, Psalm 34, verse 10 says this, and this is how we overcome, right, disappointments. It says this, the young lions, young lions uh, can lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I'm going to read that one more time. Young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. And you might be thinking, but pastor, I don't have dot, 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 fill in the blank. You know, I don't have this, I don't have that. All I'm still, well, why do you say I lack nothing? Well, I don't, I didn't say you lack nothing. I said you lack no good thing. And this is where we got to, first of all, Remind ourselves to seek the Lord. If you seek after these things, it will never satisfy you. If you seek after riches, it will never satisfy. If you seek after love from another human being, it will never satisfy you. If you seek after fame from Instagram, it will never satisfy you. If you seek after, you know, uh, all these things, it will not satisfy. It's only in seeking the Lord that we Are satisfied, and not just that, when you seek after the Lord, He, the Bible says, the Lord, He promises what it's not about you when you just need to seek after Him, and God promises that those who seek after Him shall not lack any good thing, even though it looks like you're lacking. And what this teaches us is to have a shift to go, like, wait a second. You know, I love the Lord. He loves me. I'm chasing after Him. And even though it looked like, you know, compared to my friends, I'm poor. Compared to my friends who go for holiday after holiday after holiday, I seem to be missing out. But the Word of God says I'm actually not missing any good thing. You know? And so why God is saying is, yeah, you might miss out on a holiday compared to your friends. And I know some people in church that are so passionate that they go, they they intentionally uh, 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 shift their holidays to not touch weekends because they, they want to honor God the Sabbath and they want to honor God by being in church. And I and I love people and I respect people like that because they don't do it for me. They do it unto the Lord. And while it is true compared to your friends who go on holidays and we know a lot of good deals happen on weekends and, and compared to them, you might not have traveled much. But what God is saying that if, just because you didn't travel much doesn't mean that you lack any good thing. In other words, those travels would not have added anything good to you. Because I am God and I will make sure you do not lack any good thing. So if that holiday is good for you, you are going to get it. The fact that you miss out means that it's okay. Nothing good. Nothing, you know, not just good as in a good time, but the God good you know, the, 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 the destiny good, the, the, the anointed blessing good, yeah, you're not missing out. You know, going on that holiday will not increase your anointing. Going on that holiday will not detract you uh, from your destiny. And not going on that holiday will not cause you to miss out on, I don't know, the, the man of your dreams, the woman of your dreams. You're not going to miss out. The world might say FOMO, but God is saying you're not going to miss out anything good. He promises it. And and from that, we we, we learn to shift and go like, you know what? I'm not weak. Just because I don't have money in in my bank, you know, I don't have billions or millions in my bank account, maybe my savings is not the highest, but I'm not weak. You know, God's word says that we can be struck down, but we'll never be destroyed. We can be, you know, we can be, you know, uh, uh, we can be persecuted, but definitely not abandoned. And so God is saying, you know, I will not, you know, just because, just because, you know, I, I know some friends, some friends who, who pray, you know, for good things. You know, I know some married friends who have prayed for years, God we want a child we just want a child we just we want a, we want a, we want children and, and and their hearts they're aching because maybe they're hearing all this news of abortion happening and essentially people who conceive but, but don't want the baby are killing them and yet they want desperately want and yet they're not receiving and this is where we got to learn and remind ourselves that I just need to seek after God and He will not let me lack any good thing. And just because I don't have children now, I'm not lacking a good thing. Just because I'm single now doesn't mean I'm lacking a good thing. Just because I don't have a job now doesn't mean I'm lacking a good thing. Just because, you know, I feel stuck right now doesn't mean I'm lacking a good thing. Just because I still have this sickness, this addiction, just because I'm still restless with this depression that I pictured, that I imagined that I would be delivered by now. God, I've been praying and I've been fasting and still I see no result. But friends, don't give up because you do not lack a good thing. You can be in pain, but you do not lack a good thing. Somebody say amen to that. Amen? And and, and this is not just one portion of scripture. You know, uh, let's turn to Psalm. 73, Psalm 73, you know, go back and, and read the whole of Psalm 73. Psalm 73 is, is perfect for your low days because it, it reminds you that you're not alone, that that the Bible is so divine yet extremely human because it is expressed through human feelings and emotions. And Psalm 73, you get the psalmist, I think Asaph was the, the psalmist's name, Um, uh, you know, talking about, you know, comparing himself to people who don't know God, you know, people who who are evil, people who are corrupt, and you was talking about oh, God, you know, I look at them, and they seem to be having such a good time. they seem to be enjoying all the spoils of life, God, they do evil, and yet good things you know uh, uh, what he means by good things, material things, riches and and, and, and fame and and, and 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 whatever it is seems to be you know uh, in the tip of their fingers god essentially psalm seventy three What's the psalmist going, God, it's so unfair. God, I'm so disappointed. Here I am, keeping my hands clean and my heart pure. And that person defiles you. That person curses you. That person is against you. And yet, God, they are prospering. We have days like that, don't we? When we look at the material lack, the material disappointments, how come that person... It's like that, you know, he doesn't honor the Lord and yet he he drives a bigger car than me. How come the person doesn't tithe but he seems to be going more holidays than me? Uh, How come that person doesn't serve and yet seems to be doing better in their studies than me? God, is so unfair. God, I'm so disappointed. Don't despair. Read on and I'm going to jump to the chase and, Let's turn to Psalm 73, verse 23 to 24. And this is the favorite part because after all that complain and whining, the psalmist came to his senses in verse 23 and 24 and says, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You see, he, he continued to sought the Lord. You. Again, the, the, the onus is on God. You hold me by my right hand and you will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. I want us to focus on you hold me by my right hand and this is how I want to encourage us. You might feel like you don't have whatever, fill in the blank, but God's got your hand. Wow, I mean, I mean, just let that sit in. You might think that I don't have a car, but God's got your hand. Your hand might not be on the steering wheel, but your right hand is in the hands of God. Oh, my hand is so alone. I wish I had somebody to hold my hand. Somebody tell me I'm beautiful. You might not have a guy or a girl to hold your hand and tell you how beautiful and precious you are. But the word of God says, the Lord, he's the one who's holding your right hand and telling you how precious you are. You might feel like you don't have anything noteworthy, but you have the right hand of God. You have His hand in your hands, and you are therefore not powerless, and you are therefore not lacking anything good. In fact, you are in a better position there's so many people because God is holding your right hand. Come on, the next time you tr- the enemy tries to discourage you with disappointment, speak to your soul, soul, I am not powerless. The Lord holds my right hand. And lions, young lions can suffer hunger and lack. But those who seek the Lord, they shall lack no good thing. Oh God, if you didn't give me that job, it's because that job wasn't good for me. If you didn't give me that guy, it's because that guy was not good enough for me. You know, if 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 I didn't get to go on a holiday, it means that you have a better holiday in store for me. You know, if 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 I I haven't had my healing, it means that I have a more complete healing on the way, and that's why, you know, I've met people, I've had the privilege to minister in in, in a blind, uh, a blind person's Christian fellowship, blind person's Christian fellowship, and when I'm there, and even though they are lacking sight, they lack no good thing, and to them, the way they see is, is that God gave us five senses, And God is a God of abundance. So when He gave us five, the five was more than enough. You know, more than enough. Five, the the number representing God's grace. Five, five loaves, to fish. Five, five uh, pebbles. You know that David, you know, collected five pebbles uh, uh, to, to, to take down Goliath, but he used only one. Five represents God's abundance, God's more than enough, God's grace. And, and so many blind Christians, or mute Christians, or deaf Christians say that, you know, communicate to us that, you know, God is a God of abundance and, and He's given us five senses. And even though I lack one or even two, I still have three and I lack no good thing, He is still more than enough for me. If our brothers and sisters in Christ who who, who have a physical disability can have so much faith, what more us? Friends, what takes more faith? For a blind person to believe that God is more enough for us to believe uh, that God's, you know, whatever that we didn't have or don't have, it's a matter of time before God gives us the right thing, the thing that we need, amen? If they can have faith for that, what more us? Point number three. Sometimes it's not just the personal disappointments or the material disappointments. Some disappointments and they'll go deeper. Uh, they, they, they hurt us physically and, and scar us traumatically. And and, and 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 those are the those are the types of disappointments that we need to heal from. Not escape from, but heal from. Maybe one day we will be hit with such a bad physical disappointment that we need healing from. And point number three is where we need to remind ourselves that our pain, your pain, friend, is not permanent. Point number one, you're not being punished even though disappointments happen. Point number two, even though disappointments happen, you feel like you don't have enough, you feel like you're missing out, you feel like you're being shortchanged, You feel like you don't have your graduation ceremony. You feel like you don't have your graduation trip. You feel like you're not getting the job you want. You're not getting the pay you want. You're not getting the marriage you want. Whatever it is, hey, you lack no good thing. You're not powerless. God is with you. He is holding your right hand. But I also want you to know your pain is not permanent. You know, just being real, some of the disappointments that some of my friends, I I am in no position to, to speak of these things personally because I've yet to personally experience them, but I've observed through their lives. I've had friends who who go through miscarriage. They're they believing God for children and yet they had a child and then they lost a child. And, and, and that's a physical pain, a, a deep disappointment. I know of friends who have lost their marriages who got married and 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 lost their marriage to divorce and and disappointed? Not 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 because nobody, nobody, on their wedding day pictures their divorce, and yet we live in a broken world where divorces happen. I'm not saying that God's plan for you is divorce, but I'm saying that sometimes because we are. Broken people living in a broken world. We can be Christians and still be broken. Divorce can happen. We can be Christians and still broken. Miscarriages can happen. Some of us, we've lost loved ones. We've lost parents. We've lost siblings. We've lost people in our lives that we pictured having more years with, more time with, and we are disappointed that 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 time that we envisioned was snatched away from us. That future was snatched away that we didn't get to say goodbye. And we struggle with that disappointment, and we struggle with that pain. and And this is where I, I want to get real and say that yeah, some disappointments will scar us. But I want you to know that pain is not permanent. You can be in deep. When I say deep, I mean deep, sorrowful, painful disappointment right now caused by a loss of a marriage, a death of a loved one, but your pain is not permanent. And we know this, and building upon this, you see themes of God saying, come to me, come to me. You know, Jesus says, this world will, will disappoint you, but I will not. Come to me. Find peace in me. Reminded in Psalms to seek the Lord and we shall not lack a good thing. And even in our pain, to seek the Lord, to remind ourselves that He has our right hand. And Jesus culminates this by saying, in Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 to verse 30, Matthew 11, 28, 30, i going to read to us, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I, Jesus, I will give you rest. Does Jesus deny that we will have days of hard labor and, and the Hebrew word for labor is the same word for fatigue and are heavy laden, heavy with burden. And But Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. See, that the, the key towards healing is not running away from God, is running to God and learning from God. Learn from me, for I am gentle, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is saying that the world disappoints, but come to me. Which is more powerful? God taking away all disappointments from the world or God promising that at the junction of every disappointment is a road that leads to Him? I think promising to always be there no matter what comes our way is more precious than, than keeping us in the little bubble. If God keeps us in the little bubble, that's not life. We're all stuck in a form of bubble and we know that's not life. And God is saying that, yeah, you live in a broken world and I want to heal it and the healing starts with me. Come to me, come to me, come to me. And if you've been hurt by disappointment, deep hurt, deep hurt. Like I said, if it's just material stuff, tell yourself you're not lacking any good thing. If you're just beating yourself up, tell yourself you're not being punished and that the world will disappoint. But peace is found in Jesus. But if you've been hurt, scarred, and come to Jesus still and learn from Him. Exchange your yoke. Yoke, the Greek word for yoke, is the beam of balance. We've got to learn, you know, to take on God's unforced rhythm of grace. God is saying this this the balancing act of life, take yours off, put on mine. Yours is heavy, mine is light. I will teach you how to really balance. I will teach you how to interpret the pain. And, and, and Jesus is a master at this. And, and I know I'm going a bit over time, but but bear with me. And with this last point, this is so important. As Christians, we're going to learn this. Or as people who are seeking to know more about Christianity, don't miss out on this point. Jesus understood disappointment. He was crucified Because people were disappointed that he did not come in the package that they envisioned, that they pictured. They wanted the king of the Jews, but came a carpenter. They wanted him to, to overthrow the Roman Empire, but he overthrew the empire of sin and death. A much darker, much sinister empire. And, 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 and Jesus knew the pain of, of being perceived as a disappointment. But I also want you to know that as a Christian, and even if you're not a Christian, the biggest breakthrough, the biggest healing of your life comes from the biggest disappointment called Jesus. Now bear with me. Is Jesus disappointing? No. No. But But the world that he was with perceived him as such. He did not come in, 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 you know in a supernatural beam of light from heaven. He came as a child born in a manger, a small little you know manger, controversial birth, virgin birth. Can you imagine what Mary must have thought, God, are you sure? Imagine what Joseph must have thought. God, are you, you are that? You are a mysterious birth in my fiance? How many of you will be disappointed if you saved up for marriage and not only do you not have the marriage of your dreams, but your fiance turned up pregnant and swears that it's God? And yet, out of that disappointment, came our salvation, came our forgiveness. And, and what we need to understand, Christians and non-Christians, is this, that when Jesus died on the cross, he took away all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our disappointment, all of our fears. He took away all of it. He put it on himself. and He died with it. And then he was resurrected again. And what that means is that our shame, our death, if we go to Jesus, Jesus said that I have buried all of your shame in the grave and now I'm resurrected and if you believe in me, you will resurrect into a new life. But resurrection doesn't just mean a new chapter, it also means overcoming death. And so what you got to understand is this, that not only did God overcome death, but God took away death's power. And not just took away death's power, but God redeemed death. And now as Christians, death is not a scary footstop uh, at the end of our lives, but a calmer and a start of something brand new. And so now death has become a rebirth. And 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 the birth of something new, and and what God wants us to understand. And I, I, why am I going this tangent? Because maybe some of us watching this, you you recently lost someone. Maybe you know you lost a loved one. Uh, maybe you've lost I don't know. Maybe through miscarriage, a death has happened, or even a death to your marriage, or a death in your family. But I want you to know, if you will come to Jesus. Jesus can turn that death and change the full stop into a comma, And through that death, there will be a rebirth. And, and, and through that death, you know, there, there will be something that comes out. I Like I said, I cannot testify personally, but I know a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends actually happen to have gone through miscarriage carriages and and today by the grace of God they have children and some of them have many children and and all of them can say that yeah well it was painful while well, the death of our first child first pregnancy was painful but but it, it helped us to realize the preciousness of life and and now that we are holding our own flesh and blood we we are covering her and him with so much more love than we ever imagined. And could it be that that God, in His infinite wisdom, was using that first death, uh, or allowing that first death to be a catalyst so that we become better parents? Is God allowing the death of certain relationships so that we can become better people? I mean, I don't know, it's a mystery unto God, but all I can tell you is this, go to Jesus. Go to Him in honesty because He welcomes it. And, 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 and you know, this uh, practical point, I might not know what you are facing with. Like I said, I'm just using some of these examples, but, but, but disappointments are personal and, and, and pain is relative. But can I tell you, I encourage you, In dealing with disappointment, the best way to deal with disappointment is to go to God. And I don't just mean in prayer. I mean go to Him. You know, Psalm 73 shows this, that we can be honest with God. And I want us to learn this year, how do we deal with disappointment? Learn to be honest with God. Go to Him. Cry. Let it all out. Let the snot flow. Let the tears drop. Let everything out. You know, start journaling. I I know of some church members who have lost loved ones and what they started to do is they started to journal their pain and it's helped them to process because when you write something down on a piece of paper, there's a finality and there's a thought behind it. You're not just tweeting something or or typing something out on your phone. You know, that that, that can be deleted. But when you write down a piece of paper, you know, every stroke uh, uh, is an expression of your heart and they have shared with me that in their journaling, they have experienced God's comfort, God's healing in a deeper way than they've ever experienced through prayer alone. And so I just want to encourage you that your pain is not permanent and it's not permanent because healing is in Jesus, because he welcomes us. He welcomes our burden. He's not irritated by our pain. He welcomes it, takes it, and He will heal us from it and and, and, and turn that full stop into a calmer. That disappointment is not a full stop, it's a comma, And God can heal you. Amen. I pray that this will help us to deal with disappointment so that it won't lead to doubt. And, and it will help us not just Face the disappointments that we are going through right now, but the ones that we might go through one day, or maybe even help us help other people who are struggling with disappointment by telling them, brother, you are not being punished. It's just a broken wall, a broken system, but the good news is this, Jesus. Jesus is the good news who can heal. Jesus is the good news who holds our right hand. Jesus is the good news who takes away all our burdens go to Jesus and let Him deal with our disappointments. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Your love for us. I thank You that when You die on the cross, You transform death, that now death is no longer something scary, but death has been redeemed. Death is now a doorway. And so even the most painful disappointment in life called death, Lord, if we go to You, You can turn it around. and, And in due time, in due time, help us to understand. And in due time, heal us of every pain because no pain is permanent. And so God, I, 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 I rejoice because I know, you know what it feels like to uh, to be a disappointment, to only cause disappointments. Lord, you also know what it feels like to be disappointed when we disappoint you from the beginning of time. And yet your love for us is so strong. And so God, as we deal with the disappointments in our lives and towards other people, help us to remind ourselves that if you can love us despite our disappointment or us being a disappointment to you, help us to love the people who have disappointed us. Help us to forgive them. Help us to remind ourselves. Help us to speak life into our situation. Help us to remind ourselves that we do not lack a good thing. Help us to remind ourselves that while our heads might be empty, we are actually being held by the right hand of God. Lord, I love you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I pray for your healing right now also for different ones who are dealing with deeper issues. Lord, you are in charge and control. Have your way, Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, church. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.